Welcome to The Gate Shack, where you'll hear and engage in a down-to-earth discussion with security professional Scriven King about emerging and original security ideas and applications. All right, welcome back to The Gate Shack. Uh, just so you know, I just finished recording like probably a half-hour segment and my recorder went out on me. So I'm going to attempt to go back over some of the same thoughts. If I appear to be a little bit disjointed, I apologize. Um, first, let me start off by welcoming you back and, and kind of letting you know what I've been up to. You know, I've been I've been at this blogging and podcasting thing for a while now, but I took a break for about a year um, just to kind of get my, you know, my bearings right on my family and work and um, I wound up doing some other activities. You probably saw me on TV. That part of my life is over with. Um, you know, I'm done with TV, at least for now. And um, while it was a great experience and definitely certain, certainly career enhancing, I'm glad to have moved on and, and hopefully go back to just being a regular guy, you know, with my podcast and my blog. Um, and just so you know that just because I'm back, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm back full time like I was before. Um, in my absence, I've, I've definitely become much more attuned to the things I need to be paying attention to in regards to my family and work. So I'm, I'm probably going to be on here a lot less. That said, you can always look forward to, uh, you know, somewhat regular podcasts and my commentary on things via the blog. Uh, just probably not as much as it was before. So let's just right, jump right into the topic, okay? And today's topic is something that's really kind of near and dear to my heart. And a lot of people are like, you know, Scriven, I've got so many opinions on, you know, home security and the way you can secure your home and this, that, and the other. And I mean, I've heard it all from folks. And, and, I, and you know, I, I, I've even done a couple articles and posts myself and, you know... I, And the one thing that has always irked me, whether it was me or someone else, I always felt the topic just wasn't covered correctly. I always felt as though the topic was missing something pretty huge. And that's risk management. And and some of you are sitting out there probably going, holy crap, He, he just hit the nail on the head. How many times have you read uh, How to Secure Your Home you know, in 10 easy steps or how many times have you seen the, the 15 must buy things from home security, right? And, you know, I, I'm going to have to get on a little bit of a rant here, but, you know, normally they include some sort of new internet of things, you know, do flippy that, that's a bump, th- that's a thermostat and a camera and about 8 million other things. And really it's just too much, right? And so, but people assess that with, with security and all things security related. That's a whole other story. But, you know, as you see all these articles, and as you see all these recommendations, none of them practically ever talk about risk management. How can you talk about securing someone's home and not first walk them through the risk management process that identifies risk, vulnerability, threat the three key things to mitigating risks and threats and vulnerabilities like like you can't you, you, you can't do that you can't give these recommendations to people and not cover risk management so we're going to cover risk management all right and i'm going to try my best and like i said or 
I just recorded a half hour segment ago where I was sounding really cool and I was on point and then all of a sudden, ah, I dropped it. So I digress. So let's, let's get on the risk management. Okay. And let's talk about what it is and what it's not. First of all, risk management isn't just talking about threats and it's not just talking about, you know, vulnerabilities. Risk management identifies those things that you can you you can do that are placed in kind of three major risk categories. Things that you can live without, okay, your dirty socks. They steal your dirty socks, you can live without that and be just fine. Things you can live without but would be painful for you to lose. Like say, you know, um, your car. You can live without your car. It's replaceable but it's painful to get back, right? Those things you absolutely cannot live without if you lost them. Your family, okay? And that's kind of where I draw, that's my, 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 my dead-end drop on those three things, okay? And I think they provide, if you use those as examples, they provide you with a much better uh, contrast And I think if you read any of the 10,000 books that are on risk management in that, process of identifying things. And then it also helps you identify those key vulnerabilities where those things could easily be taken or be taken with some effort, right? Or it and it also identifies for you the threat. The threats that are likely to want those things that you have in your house and the, those threats that are capable of exploiting those vulnerabilities to get to that stuff. All of those things are equally important. All of them make for the risk management process. And so Let's start by talking about risk assessment, identifying those things that, oh, you just, that, are, that, that have value. And they really, everything in your home has value. You just place a different value on them than you do other things, okay? So what I always tell people and what I always recommend they do is when you start this process, you start with a simple walkthrough of your home, Okay. And as you walk through your home, identify those things that are in particular rooms, right? And you can start with in your kitchen, with your refrigerator, your stove, whatever. It doesn't mean these things will ever be stolen. It just means these are items. These are assets, right? Take a complete inventory of the things that are in that room, okay? And, 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 and assess the value on those things, whatever they are. And then move on to someplace else. And as you do this, you want to keep track of this sort of this process via like a, a Google Sheets document or on paper, wherever. Make sure it's stored somewhere nice and secure, okay, where you limit access to you and maybe one other trusted person. And, and take the time as you're walking through to also do something else I think is really, really key. It's a part of mitigation, but this is an excellent time to do it. Take pictures. And take down serial numbers. Take pictures of an entire room, right? And then also, while you're in that room, take down the serial numbers for things that have serial numbers. And keep note of that and move that away into somewhere else also secure. Okay? Perfect opportunity to do that. I, I said, you know, at some point you're going to need to place value on these. And, and again, I give those three areas or three value um uh, sort of markers, you know, one being the dirty sock, the other being, you know, your TV or your car, or your wife's wedding ring, 
Well, that's actually in the third category. Sorry, honey. And so <laughs> the third thing are those things you absolutely can't live without, like, you know, your wife's wedding ring or your wife or your, you know, your, your family, your, you know, all these things, right? They're just irreplaceable. And you keep note of those and you keep track of those in that inventory. And then you can slowly but surely move into what I call the vulnerability stage. Okay, after you've identified, you know, the, the value in these things, you know, and I'm sorry, let me backtrack before we jump into vulnerability because I've, I've missed a couple of things here. As you're engaging in this process of assessing value and identifying assets, this is a great opportunity for you to get stakeholder involvement. Stakeholder involvement in, in the risk management process is absolutely key. And the best way to do that, the best way to get everybody in your house on board is to start asking them about the things that they value the most and the things that they care about the most. And with children, this is relatively easy. You go in and you say, hey, buddy, you do me a favor. I'm thinking about doing, you know, uh, getting a home security system. I'm thinking about, you know, doing some things around the house to make the house more safe from bad guys. Give me an idea as the things that you, if, if somebody were to come in here and take that you couldn't live without, right? Now, granted, I place a different value on my child's tablet versus the value that they place on it, okay? Believe me, there's a, there's a contrast. But getting him involved or getting them involved it does a whole lot more for you than you just blindly walking around and, and kind of being... Uh, you know, what I, what my wife likes to call Vulcan. You know, you walk around the house and you think logically. And, and then this is a time that you want to get them involved. You want to have their opinions heard. And as they give their opinions, maybe this is an appropriate time for you to, you know, get them involved in, in, in discussing mitigation later on. Because you've already gotten them involved in the, in the, in the uh, risk assessment portion of this. And as you, after you've done all that and after you've gotten their opinions and you've collated the values for everything and, and, and you've got a good idea as to what you stand to lose if something bad or tragic happens, you can then look at the ways in which you're vulnerable to losing those things. And in security, we've kind of sort of merged also in, with, with a disaster preparedness sort of um, mentality when we do this. Because um, we also take into account natural disasters as a, as a key vulnerability, okay? And I think that that's important too, but that's for a whole other context. I'm, I'm talking more or less, you know, where you're vulnerable from human threats. And I think that the first and most important threat you identify, and it doesn't make them a bad guy at all. It just means that they are the threat. And that is the people closest to you. It means the people in your home. Maybe it's you. Maybe you forget to lock doors when you should. Maybe maybe you didn't get the home security system as 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 soon as possible. Maybe you you procrastinate on getting a new deadbolt on that door. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your son. Maybe it's your daughter. Who knows, right? But each of these people could be the weakest link in the chain and they could compromise your security. I always tell people you could spend $10,000 on a brand new spanking door with all the accoutrements. You could put cameras all around your house, but an eight-year-old with ADHD could compromise all of that in about half a millisecond by just deciding not to lock a door. It's just that simple. 
right? Because if you miss a key step, like setting the alarm, and they don't lock the door, and you get burgled, well, there goes half, maybe, maybe all of your mitigation right there, right? Think about these things, okay? They're and I like to engage in vulnerability assessments because they're first of all they're pretty cool because you get to red team yourself, right? You get to you try to put yourself in in the minds of the uh, of, of the bad guy, which again is a complete security fallacy. You're a good guy. Stop trying to think like a bad guy. But some of us can't resist the temptation not to do that. Here's what I'll tell you: Don't do that. Don't think like the bad guy. Just look at your home in ways that could be compromised. Doesn't mean that it would be. Don't don't get into the trick of going, well, if I was going to hit my house, this is where I hit it. No. Think like this. Where are all the places someone could get in? What if they had where where are they capable of making entry? Where are they capable of coming into my home? Where are they capable of pen- penetrating me? When you've identified that, then you're okay to move on. And that's important. So for many homes, that could be, you know, uh, average height, you know, level um, windows, okay, that somebody just has to pry open and climb into the to the room, okay? For some homes, that could be a really flimsy door. For some homes, that could be poor lighting, right? For some homes, it could be an extreme amount of distance from neighbors, right? All of these things can be key vulnerabilities and they need to be addressed. What's equally important is if you can, is to want annotate them in some sort of written format and get a physical layout or map or overview of the home and, and identify them there. That way you can reference these back and determine whether or not you've made any progress as you get into the mitigation portion with, you know, with, with how you're doing with it. How, have you mitigated the issue? Is it still current? Is this something that can even be worked on? And, and is this something that's even really likely to happen? At that point, only when you've moved on to mitigation can you start to really kind of think about likely vulnerabilities. And I, and I, I, I stress it only in that portion and it's really kind of iffy. Okay. That said, there are some likely vulnerabilities that you can consider. And I know it seems kind of weird that I say that now, but I I think that, you know, when you're looking at, say, a second story home and the second story window is like 50 to 60 feet and the only way it's accessible is through a ladder and you've got neighbors on all sides of you, that second story window is probably not going to be the entry or egress point, right? Because you got to get a ladder or a hoist. So that's probably not going to happen. Most burglars don't bring those sort of tools or recruitments with them. And plus, if you've got other vulnerabilities, they're probably going to just want to hit those because they're just the easier easier point of access, right? So you can kind of consider in that perspective, likely. Somebody's not going to climb your roof to get in your chimney, come down and, and, and burglary. That's just probably not going to happen. But again, some homes, some people tend to go overboard and, and prepare for these eventualities. I don't think they're necessary. Most security you know, professionals I know don't consider this to be a vulnerability, but some do. So as we as we address the vulnerabilities, I think it's I think it's safe to say we can now move on to probably the the 
the third most important aspect is of any sort of risk management process. And, and really, you know, for me, the entire physical security layout of your home. And that's identifying the threat, right? The threat is, you know, people like threat assessments because they're like, ooh, I get to, you know, say that, you know, I could be attacked if Al-Qaeda comes or, or if, you know, ninjas pop out, then I can, you know, that that's going to be my threat, right? And and, and that's what Tonic, that, that, that sounded kind of weird. So let me back up. So when people start thinking about threats, they usually... What they tend to do, especially if they're not security trained or security educated, what they do is they tend to assign, there you go, highly unlikely threats as being the threat. So, like, for instance, I know some people who live on farms and lived on farms their whole life, but secure their homes as if the Bloods and Crips who are 90 miles away are suddenly coming to their farm to burgle them. I've, I've worked a long time in criminal investigations and, and in the law enforcement and, and, you know, even in criminal defense. And I, I've, I've yet to come across that kind of scenario. And I can tell you that that's just not likely to happen. What normally happens, especially when it comes to threats and as you assess your threat. Remember, I told you your weakest link in your chain is normally someone, you know, someone that's in the home. It's the same thing that applies with threats. Your likely threat is probably going to be someone you know. Most attacks on your home, especially burglaries and home invasions, are normally referrals, meaning somebody knows a guy who knows you or knows your home and says, hey, that's where the money is, that's where this is, that's the place to hit. Or it's that person. The person just has been in your home. They know, okay? And they may not know you. But they know your home. Good example. If I'm a criminal and I routinely buy, you know, drugs at a certain house for five or ten years or however long, that house begins to get a reputation that it's the crack house. That's the trap house, as they say in the street, where all the drugs are, right? And then suddenly there's a raid. Maybe I'm serving time and I don't know that you just got hit. So when I get out, I see the home is still there. I want a quick fix, you know, or not a quick fix, but I want to, I want to hit your house because I think, heck, that's a good place to get money, right? They've got to have drugs. They got to have money. So I'm going to do a home invasion. I'll show up in the middle of the night with my gun. I'll have the element of surprise. I'll, you know, violence of action and be able to get all the money. And I hit that home with that impression. I don't know that you that you've moved and someone else has moved in. A lot of homes that get hit are often hit based on previous knowledge of the home. And when, when law enforcement says that, what they're really saying is that criminals thought at one point in time that house had money and that it still has money or valuables or drugs. And now when they hit the home, it either didn't or did um, because the intelligence was either right or wrong. And so, that, I mean, that's 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 your likely threat. Now, other people have other threat profiles that I recognize because I've got a different sort of threat profile, I think. You know, I'm on TV. I talk a lot about bad guys and the way they hit people. I'm identified with, 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 with other people who talk about bad people, right? And so I'm likely a target for maybe not, you know, the most nefarious of bad guys. But nonetheless, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a target. 
And so I have to think in terms of how do I mitigate this particular threat? And it's not much different, really, um, than any other threat that I would try to mitigate. Um, you know, one threat could bring a gun. One threat may not bring a gun. But I, 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 I tend to, to operate on the assumption that if you're coming into my home to burglar or, or for a home invasion, that you're coming in armed. And I, that's an assumption that I already make. For me, the invasion of my home is a life safety issue. And I treat everything accordingly with respect to that. Um, I think everybody should. And after you've identified these threats, and as you identified, you know, what the likely um, sort of uh, avenue of approach is, um, then you can you can then move on to mitigation. And I'm not going to address mitigation right now because I, that's a whole other topic. Okay, but I want you to consider those three parts of the risk management process: the risk assessment, the uh, vulnerability assessment, and the threat assessment. Those three things are absolutely positively the most important things you could do with respect to mitigation. And any conversation you have about mitigation has to have those three key ingredients. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for paying attention today. I apologize if I was a little scatterbrained. Again, I just recorded this earlier and spoke for about half an hour and suddenly I look up at the recording device and of course as luck would have it um it didn't record as i thought it had so now um I, you know again I, I hope i at least made some sense i want to thank you again for listening um tune back tune back in next week or maybe in a couple weeks whenever i post the next one um we're going to cover something really interesting and that's the mitigation portion for home security uh, and, and again you know it's, it's always a pleasure talking about things. If you have any questions, feel free to reach me on the contact page on the blog. Check the blog for more stuff. There's going to be more stuff, I promise. And again, tune in next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.